0: G'day Trendsetters, welcome to episode seven hundred and fourteen of the smooth Podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website, trainsmooth.com or send me through an email, Timotrainsmooth.com. Yeah, I'm I've gotta say I'm enjoying not working this week. I'm forced on some leave, which is, you know, pleasant. Too much leave booked up and I thought oh, I had this beautiful program all all designed for this week that I'm going to do. I, I thought, oh, I'm gonna, going, going to swim 25Ks. I'm going to be cycling about 13 hours, and I'm going to be running, uh, hope, you know, my normal I wasn't really going to increase my run volume. But um, everything was all planned out nicely, and I thought, I'm going to start, start off with a bang. Monday, I'm going to, you know, do a full video of my swim and really you know, look at that, and and that's when things went downhill rather hard and rather fast, I, I did it, my son and I went to the pool, and we, we did all this filming of each other, and just, you know, had, had, had a look at it, and I, one thing I know, and I did, uh filmed myself, oh, it was probably, probably a couple of months ago, maybe, and this is why it's so important to film yourself regularly, I really think it's, if you're not doing it once a month, um, you open yourself up for mistakes, and you open yourself up for less room for improvements. Anyway, turns out for me, it was the first one I've I've opened myself up for some mistakes, and going you know going back a couple of months or going back a month ago, my swimming was I'm thinking, geez, I'm going well. This it feels good. I'm improving. I'm having to. Um, spend more time focusing on slowing down because I thought the intensity was too high on certain sessions and sets and and then I feel myself and I've noticed that my rhythm is off by like a half a second, so to speak. So wh- when I mean rhythm, I mean that, that time before your hand's just about to hit the water, uh, your recovery arm is about to hit the water and your uh, arm that's already in front of you it just starts to catch. It's just off that little bit, bit of a, fr- a fraction of a second. And which again you know, who gives a crap. But but I did notice in the last you know three weeks my swim's been rather crap. My, my, I'm slowing up and I think it there must be something. It'd have to generally when your swim decreases all of a sudden, the ninety percent of the time it's some something stupid thing to do with your technique. You you've made, you're doing something a little bit off. So Um, and i reckon that was it because what it's doing apart from my timing's not right as i'm entering the water slash starting the catch it's um my um what is it called my right arm is going a bit too deep when it when it is in the catch and i think it's all related to each other and so, um, so I've so, so I've been been still swimming, not the volume I wanted to do, but, um, but I'm, I'm still swimming every day. And I'm but the whole hundred percent of this swim program for this week has kind of gone out the window because everything's now based around fixing that timing up and trying to nail that. So so sessions, the structure of the sessions, still the same that I that I'd written. But it's the you know rest interval, the rest times, and the the efforts of all you know rest times have increased greatly, and the rest and the intensities decrease greatly. While I get this get this fixed, and so it's frustrating me. But I, I it's frustrated me that I didn't um, drop a camera down a little bit sooner. But having said that, I, I haven't had a lot of opportunities where I can drop a camera down recently. But yeah. But everything else is going nicely. Anyway, today's question, let me bring it up. It comes from Mike, who's written a question. He wrote a question the other day, and he's written another question, which I like. com is where you can send your questions. He writes, uh, question two, and now that you... Hang on, let me start this again. How do you use the data from a race across swim, bike, run, transitions, any specific areas you like to dive into? Yes, so this is a good question. Um, And you're limited to how accurate, you know, everything is on that day. So let's start off before the race. You've calibrated your power meter. Can't if you're not calibrating your power meter, a minimum of once a week. I would really start doing that. And and if you, it's been a while, you know, if you've got a battery, um, you know, one of those that look like a twenty cent piece batteries that do your um power meter. If it's been a while since you've um needed to replace it, it's just spoil yourself. Go go up and buy yourself a three dollar battery and put it in. Anyway. I do recommend everyone um, calibrates their bike regularly, 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 regularly. Yeah, race morning, you've got to calibrate it again but you want to make sure you calibrate it normally the exact same way every single time don't be sticking your bike up on the transition rack while your front wheels or your back wheels in the air and then start calibrating it from there you want to calibrate it exactly the same as normal so everything's all peachy everything's all smick and spam and so you've got your got your race done so you look at the you know first up before all that before you start analyzing write yourself a race report down of of everything how you went through the day from the time you woke up through the time you crossed the finishing line through to a couple of hours later how you felt so you've got um, a story sometimes um, that's really good sometimes I'll I'll avoid reading an athlete's story before looking at the data it depends on what the scenario is a couple of times I've clicked on my email and the subject what would be the subject title of an email would be um shocking shocking race or something like that and I won't read that until I've looked at the data first because I didn't want um that story him him to to interfere with what I'm looking at and then most of the times it's exactly it's I read I see in the data exactly what he's just told me or she and um but but for the most part for more times than not, I'll read the race report first before looking because it it just it it helps greatly. so with a swim, for the most part, we're very uh, data information is very lacking and very inaccurate for the most part so the the one thing you you look at you look at your times, you look at your pace, you look at the little GPS map to see how straight or crooked you are. And you can kind of, you know, go more off the race report when it comes to that. You know, what's the tide doing? We, you know, did you get punched in the head three or four times before getting to the first buoy? Whatever it was. The bike, on the other hand, that's when you start having some fun when it comes to looking at the data. So there's a few, a few different things I always look at. And, and it doesn't change between a training session and a race day. The first thing I always look at is the elevation. And the um, power of power veritability number I look at those two things first because that tell that will tell me exactly what I'm going to expect so for instance, um, I could be really really wrong with this but I think husky that you're the ratio you, you um, you've just recently done that's um, 300 about that 300 meters of elevation there thereabouts and you know I, I could be wrong, but, uh, but let's uh, let's call it three hundred meters of elevation. So if you looked at you know right, I've done three hundred meters of elevation. My um, power veritability number um, depends what. Obviously, the goal would be one point zero zero very hard to do when you got um for an mhr but it's very hard to do when it's like 300 meters of elevation so you're looking at somewhere between 1.00 and 1.04 being the top end if the power variability number is past one point 1.04 so let's say it's 1.06 you've probably got a bit of work to do when it comes to the way you're right pacing that ride on power so so you you've got that that side of things then then you can look at everything as a whole um look at your um power and um heart rate is your are you been able to stay even across the entire board is your heart rate going up ahead? and if so how much is it going up at what percent um and then you can start breaking cr- breaking crap up up before you get to this th- th- before you start breaking it up you start then you look at your intensity your intensity factor of that bike ride so um for, for an Ironman it could be anywhere between um 0.65 through to 0.75 um a, better athletes the elites will be you know 0.8 0.83 so that we're talking it's it's um, it goes off your threshold a percentage of your threshold so you so you're looking at what sort of intensity you've been able to able to produce so something like husky um, you you would, it would ideally if you're in good condition 0.8 to 0.85 0.87 some somewhere around there um and and if and if and if you're down 0.7 or 0.65 just throwing numbers out you've, pro- you've probably got some work to do on the bike if the if your numbers are correct and you know this all go all of this goes off uh the powers uh, the information you've entered into um your training log are correct so, so from there you start breaking up your training, breaking up your um, race. So you look at your first quarter, and you take your of information. So we're talking about power, heart rate, uh, speed, if you want, um, elevation, um, cadence. And then you do the exact same to the last quarter of the race and then you can compare the pair. So was there a power fade? Was there a cadence fade? If there's a cadence fade, how much of a cadence fade? And is the elevation in that, um, each part of those first quarters, second quarters, is the reason for that? Or is it purely because you, you're training at the wrong cadence? Or is it a fitness thing? Or, you know, whatever it is. If If you're pretty well within that ballpark you know cadence is about right my heart rate's still you know it's probably going to climb but not you don't want it to climb too much um power that's pretty 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 even now you're in a good spot then you can compare the first half to the second half you can mix and match all you like but i definitely like looking at the first quarter and the last quarter in particular um to compare the pair it does get a bit messy and a bit noisy when it's a bit hillier in the first quarter and the and, and more downhill in the last quarter but you can start seeing a, a nicer picture with it um and then you you just you know what, what's your um and then you you can go into your run then and start look start looking at that that same thing what's your um p- pace like for the first Five minutes two kilometers um where at what point do you see a pace fade Uh, and why was that where what did your heart rate do did you take off a little bit too quick or was or were you evenly paced um was what was the cadence like in that first part versus the last part um and then you can start comparing the pair and now what it's done is giving you right i've got weaknesses you know i've got weaknesses here i've got i'm starting to fade in this part of the race there why is that what was the nutrition like during during race day which you've already put into your um race report you know i I had 65 grams of carbs per hour for the entire race and but i but i weigh 90 kilos well right that might be not enough carbs um so so will adding extra carbs help fill the the weaknesses that you've spotted on race day let's say all that's good right now can what what can i do in training to um help um, overcome these weaknesses right while well, i'm training 10 hours a week i'm doing this and that maybe i need to add one extra over session on on the bike to really help with that and maybe i need to be doing more um heel repeats on the run to you know what, whatever it is um but you once you start finding weaknesses um in 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 the race so you you've got your story in your head you're looking at the data to confirm your story in the head or maybe it it, it it maybe it's not in line with what you thought was happening um then you can start looking at right well my next race that i want to do well is in 16 weeks how can i get from here to there and improve in those little spots um but it's all good crap um it's it's it can, it's, it can be very time consuming um but it can also be very rewarding so let's say you put an hour into analyzing this and writing out a, a good report that th- that might that might take 10 minutes off your next race by just illustrating these little things But yep. yeah oh mate thanks very much for the questions if you guys have any other questions tim at trainsmooth.com until next episode